You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysRunnerCouch.com, and this episode is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Yeah, Spotify Green Room allows fans to interact in the easiest way possible. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our locked on rooms. Um, there was a lot to talk about um, in those locked on rooms this week. Um, because the Blue Jays did a bunch of things. And it's nice when the Blue Jays do a bunch of things, because then, you know, we feel a little better. I am being extremely basic with this, but hey, if y'all were watching the uh, Locked On MLB Trade Deadline special, which I was on twice, um, you know a lot of what I'm going to talk about today, but for those of you who did not want to check it out. I, I feel you. I understand. You missed my my beautiful hair, but we will get you covered. Um, the Blue Jays made a bunch of moves up to the trade deadline. Um, and we're going to be talking about the two moves they made um, at the deadline because we've already talked about the other ones. Um, but yeah, uh, they apparently had the same thoughts that I did when I did my trade deadline preview show. And it was like, that'd be great if we acquired Jose Barrios. That'd be really fun. I'd enjoy that. The Blue Jays agreed. Um, <laughs> so the argu- arguably the second biggest move made by a team at the deadline. Um, biggest probably being that the Nationals traded Max Scherzer and Trey Turner to the Dodgers because the Dodgers don't have enough. Um, the Blue Jays sent Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson, the number two and number four prospects in their organization, to Minnesota in exchange for La Máquina himself, Jose Barrios. Um, I'm going to talk about the prospects in a sec. Um, but I do want to focus on Barrios first because obviously he is the big ticket item that the Blue Jays have acquired in the similar spirit to David Price in 2015. Only Barrios is under team control for another year. So this is a move for this season as well as next season. And those are the kind of moves I like to see the Blue Jays making because this season is not a given. Um, not in their current position. They're they're still in fourth place in the American League East. Um, they've they've won three in a row, which I will talk about on the next episode. But you know they are starting to play to their expectations. Um, again. Still a lot of work. They are uh, seven and a half games back of Boston, three and a half games back 
of Oakland in the wildcard standings, but they have a massive 103 positive run differential that tells you they are better than a 500 team. Again, similar to 2015. So, in looking at the weakness of this team, which has been its pitching, especially in the bullpen, but we'll talk about that. They went and acquired Barrios, who is as consistent an option as you can get. And we've seen this Blue Jays team values consistency in its starting pitching. It's why Hyunjin Ryu got the big four-year deal from the Blue Jays. It's why when Robbie Ray started showing signs that he could have it, he got re-signed. And it's why Nate Pearson's currently in the minors. But Barrios, um, after his rookie season at the age of 22, and I, I actually talked about some of this on the podcast beforehand, but just to recap, uh, his ERAs in his, in his full seasons, 389, 384, 368, 4, 348 this season for a terrible Minnesota team. 126 strikeouts and 121 and two-thirds innings this season. And he does not get injured. He's he's made uh, the majority of his starts in every season. He, he made 12 in 2020 because that was the shortened season, but that's still one-fifth of Minnesota's games. Um, and he's made 26, 32, 32, and then all 20 so far. He does not break. Great Puerto Rican machine, no break. Um, and, yeah, for, for a team that, again was looking at 2021, but wanted to keep the window open. Barrios is still arbitration held for next season. Probably make about $9 million, maybe $10 million. He's earned it, but he will be on the Blue Jays for next season. And that means they don't have to, you know, engage in the same uh, things they did previously. They don't have to be, like, buying low on Steven Matz and hoping that um, he bounces back, which he, he has for the most part, but um, it means they don't have to rely on a roster pulling. And, and more importantly, it means the bullpen is not taxed. And we've seen how good the bullpen can be when it is not expected to bail out its starters every freaking game. Again, we'll talk about the bullpen. But La Machina is in Toronto. He is actually expected to start on Sunday in the series finale against the Royals. Um, he does have his number 17 as tweeted out by himself confirming that he is in the area. And and again, this, this does have a lot of shades of 2015 for a lot of fans. And, you know, I don't have to remind people a lot of that because a lot of you came on board in that time frame and became Blue Jays fans and, you know, see see the similarities and, and see that the Blue Jays now have a playoff rotation that is scary. You have a, they have a playoff rotation that can go deep and be scary. And if they, if they sneak into that wildcard spot... Um, 
I would not be surprised if Barrios was chosen to start that wild card game. And then they could go Ryu, Manawa, um, Ray in the three game series. And it's a lovely luxury to have and a luxury the Blue Jays needed to have if they were going to harbor any thoughts of making up ground and getting back into a wild card position, which they can this month. Their August schedule is light. But getting a guy like Barrios, who fans actually wanted and craved. Like, I'm I'm going to ignore the ones who are like, oh, but we want Jose Ramirez. Shut up. Shut up. Jose Ramirez was not, no, he's not in the cards. Shut up. Calm yourself. Barrios is exactly what the Blue Jays needed. Barrios is exactly what the Blue Jays targeted and got. And that is a nice change to be able to say the Blue Jays got their man. Been saying it a lot lately with George Springer. We're going to be talking about George Springer at some point next episode. But for now, I need to tell you about our title sponsor, Spotify Green Room. Greenroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. It's a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Greenroom for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts on there across Major League Baseball. I'll be joining uh, soon once I make sure that my phone is still working properly and working in spite of the fact it now has a 10 degree bend in it. You know, don't get a Samsung A. Get the, just shove out, get the Galaxy. It's a better move. Anyway, go download the free Green Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices and in beta on Android. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest updates. There are a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I will be on there when I can, and I will let you know when the Locked On Blue Jays room is live. So download the Green Room app today. Green Room, changing the way we talk about sports. So the Blue Jays did give up a steep price. Um to get Jose Barrios. As mentioned, it cost them Austin Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson. And let's talk about why neither of them really matter that much. Not not to say, you know, not to be so glib about it, but the Blue Jays were in a position to do this. And let's start with Simeon Woods Richardson because um, from the second he arrived in Toronto in the Marcus Stroman deal. I think everyone basically just ticketed him to be a trade chip. Like, like they knew he was young. They knew he was raw. They knew he had really nice stuff. And, and the Blue Jays were content to hold on to one. And this may have been the opportunity to sell as high as they could on Woods Richardson. Um, he has struggled at double A. Granted, he's still very young. He is 20, so he's allowed to struggle. But a 576 ERA and 11 starts at New Hampshire. Um, the walks have started to creep up a little bit. Um, he's already delivered more walks this year than he did in 26 games last year. 
after after just 11 starts at New Hampshire, um, he is striking out people at the same rate, but the, the walks creeping up does explain a lot of the issues with run scoring. So, if those problems are going to start to emerge for Simeon Woods-Richardson, it's not a bad time to cash out, especially with the emergence of Alec Manwa, because now the Blue Jays know Alec Manwa is a factor at the major league level. Alec Manwa, I mean, I'll talk about him more next episode, but he had seven shutout innings today. He did very well and continues to do very well, and I'm very happy Alec Manwa is doing well, because at least one Blue Jays rookie pitcher is doing well, Nate Pearson. So anyway... As was the case with Kendall Williams in the Ross Stripling deal, Simeon Woods-Richardson became even more expendable. So, if Minnesota was asking for him, it was a no-brainer to include him. And then uh, we can actually talk about Austin Martin. And a lot of people were like, no, how can we trade Austin Martin? It was so awesome when we got him because, you know, he's going to go at the world and blur. Let's let's talk about Austin Martin's future. Austin Martin projects as either a shortstop or a center fielder. Those were the plans for um, him positionally coming out of out of Vanderbilt. The Blue Jays have Bo Bichette at shortstop and just locked up George Springer to a six-year deal in this offseason. So Austin Martin now has the option to play third. Or second. Second base is a very easy position for the Blue Jays to fill in free agency. We, we've read all the shortstops that are going to be available. Heck, they might be able to re-sign Marcus Semien since he's having a pretty good time in Toronto. So there are options there. I would like to see Semien re-sign. I think he's been a great addition, a great influence on this team. Um... And then third base, and there have been whispers that, you know, he's not really displaying the power expected from a major league third baseman in 55 games at New Hampshire, two home runs. And, and you know, he was never a big power guy. He hit 10 um, at Vanderbilt in his, uh, in his junior seat. No, it's sophomore season. He came out as a junior. My apologies. But he was always an average guy. That's why his 281 average looks good. But it, it's more in line with the production you expect from a shortstop or a center fielder. Which, as we just mentioned, the Blue Jays have that covered for the next few years. So instead of letting those whispers snowball and, again, further diminish value, the Blue Jays decided to cash in at a place where they are very deep. I mean, his teammate in New Hampshire, Jordan Groshans, hitting 288 with five home runs. So that's a bit better. Um, Samad Taylor. Y'all remember Samad Taylor? He was acquired in the Joe Smith deal with Cleveland. He's batting 306 with 13 home runs. He's looking really good. I like what I see out of Simon Taylor, and he's only 22. He's the same age as Austin Martin, so go at it. Um, 
And then, uh, you know, they have guys like Kevin Smith, who's hearing a cover off the ball at AAA and probably won't even get a call up because uh, the Blue Jays are kind of stacked and Santiago Espinal is here and is really good and like him to stay here. Um, but yeah, Kevin Smith has 18 home runs in 71 games. So again, another guy doing quite well. And we, we haven't even touched on Aurelfus Martinez, who I believe hit his low A leading 19th home run this year. Am I getting that right? Like, it's it's an embarrassment of riches for the Blue Jays in that middle infield. We haven't even mentioned Miguel Geraldo, who's, who's another great infield prospect. They are loaded. And if Austin Martin is starting to show any signs of slippage, then again, time to cash in because prospects are just that. Y'all remember what they gave up to get Troy Tulowitzki? Uh, I do. Because it was Jeff Hoffman who has 13 career MLB wins. Um, it was Jesus Tinoco who just got called up by Colorado the other day. And it was Jairo Labort who is nowhere to be found. Not a great haul for Colorado. What they trade in the David Price deal. Matt Boyd, who has become a very serviceable starter. And Daniel Norris who just got pawned off on Milwaukee for a minor league pitcher. So, yeah, prospects are tantalizing, but they're by no means a sure thing. And when you can acquire as sure a thing as possible in Jose Barrios, you make those decisions and you give up the unknown for the known value. It's a smart thing to do. The other smart thing to do is go to Built.com and get yourself some Built Bars. Built Bars are tasty. They are delicious. They come in so many flavors. That it is hard to choose what you want. Um, they have fruit-based flavors like strawberry, raspberry, and orange. And then the decadent flavors like cookies and cream and mint brownie and toffee almond. And I had my mint, I had my last mint brownie the other day. So I'm sad. But I can just order more. I can order a mix box and get two of each flavor. And if you use the promo code LOCKED15 you will get 15% off your purchase at Built.com on those tasty, healthy protein bars. 17 to 18 grams of protein, a maximum of 180 calories, and only 4 or 5 grams of sugar. Get them today and get yourself the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which they're running stuff now, so you get to, you know, make like you're them. So enjoy. You are locked on Blue Jays. Your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so the Blue Jays did make another move at the deadline. I know. Um, very late in the day, but they acquired another bullpen piece in Joaquim Soria. Who Blue Jays fans might remember because he's been in a league literally forever <laughs> it, it feels that way when when jamie campbell tweeted out that uh the first blue jay joaquin soria struck out was vernon wells i'm like Bam. uh that is that is a that is an i feel old kind of moment um but yeah soria um 
37 years old, out of Mexico. Um, I'm trying to count how many teams he's pitched for now, because it seems like he's he's approaching Edwin Jackson territory. Um, uh, this will be his ninth team. Toronto's his ninth team. I, I, I double-checked. But he has been pretty consistent wherever he's gone. 4.30 ERA in Arizona this season, but he's still striking out a batter in inning, and that's right in line with his career average. Um, just just another veteran arm to fortify the pen, and that's that's what the Blue Jays were looking for in their bullpen. They they keep um, just buying the contracts of guys just to be able to run them out there, and you know it's. It's a stopgap solution to do that instead of, you know, being proactive. And they have been very proactive on that bullpen front. They have added four guys to that bullpen in Adam Simber, Trevor Richards, Brad Hand, and now Joaquin Soria. And, my God, can I just talk about how thrilled I am they have Brad Hand? I'm, I'm probably going to do it some more. I'm probably going to do it on every episode this season. But the Blue Jays finally have Brad Hand. And that makes me very happy because I finally feel heard and listened to. And it's just really nice to have Brad Hand finally in the fold and already pitching for the Blue Jays and doing all right. And okay, I'm going to stop now. Save it for next time. But yeah, um, it gives them a bullpen that they can have a little more faith in and and believe it'll be a little more consistent. I mean, it's addition by subtraction. They had to DFA Tyler Chatwood to make room for Brad Hand, and that's a win in itself that Tyler Chatwood is not allowed to go out there and be as maddeningly, maddeningly inconsistent as he was for the Blue Jays. Jacob Barnes has been DFA'd. He's not allowed to go out there and be as maddeningly consistent Trent Thornton was optioned. Awesome. The rotating uh, spot that had been held by Kirby Sneed, another guy who I've been clamoring for to get promoted, he actually did well. Did not allow a run, gave up two hits, struck out three in his inning and two-thirds of work. He looked competent. I am happy with that. But he is now in the minors where he should be because the Blue Jays actually went out and got guys who will perform consistently well for this team. And that's not to say we're not going to see a guy like Kirby Sneed in the future, or, um, you know, Patrick Murphy, who was up for the doubleheader. You know, they may, they may still come around. They may replace Taylor Saucedo, who is still doing very well, still has a whip below one. So... I'm, I'm happy for Saucedo to fill the um, Brett Cecil kind of coming out of nowhere former starter lefty role in, in this 2015 Redux. But that may also be Ryan Barucki's spot, so we'll, we'll see with Saucedo. They do have to um, um, still option a couple guys, I believe, to make room for both Barrios and Soria. Um, so... We'll, we'll see. I, I I think it'll be Thomas Hatch and unfortunately probably Saucedo um, who goes down. By the way, pour one out for Jonathan Davis who got DFA'd um, to make room on the 40-man roster. But 
I, I think you'll be able to stick around with the organization if needed. So, not too worried. But yeah, it, it just feels really nice to know that needs have been addressed. And we're only two games in, and they're both against the Royals. But the Blue Jays already look like a more complete team. They look like they're taking on the characteristics of La Machina. And that is exciting. Because it's it's been... A frustrating experience trying trying to cover a maddeningly inconsistent team. It's like playing Pokemon Unite and and trying to do solo queues and and just getting paired with these stupidest freaking teammates half the time. Like come on, can you can you not let Zapdos be sniped? Thank you. Anyway, y'all don't want to hear me talk about Pokemon stuff. But this is the end of the episode. Just a reminder. If you're not subscribed, you can do so on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss an episode. Um, And if you miss the um, live NBA draft show brought to you by Built Bar, you can find it on YouTube and rewatch and relive the Raptors not taking Jalen Suggs and instead taking Scotty Barnes, which should have been a very predictable move, but... Eh, whatever. Anyway, um, do that. You can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked On Jays. Episode links usually posted on Twitter. You can follow me on there at a underscore j underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. Very very dumb. But we we press on. Anyway. Until next time, when I'll probably be talking about the Royal Series and what the Blue Jays did to the Red Sox in the finale, because that's still funny to me. Like, and it will not be funny. Anyway, until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at ChaseFromTheCouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And y'all take care. Bye.